Astrology Podcast. I am Brittany. And I am Arupa Rose. And we are here uh, with Season 2, Episode 3 for you guys. Yeah! Um, and this is actually an episode you guys voted for. So we did an Instagram poll. For those of you who aren't following us on Instagram. Get on there. Get At on Dark there. Alignment. At Dark Alignment. Uh, we try to do, we try to give you guys good content, uh, some interactive stuff. Fun astrology. Lots of uh, true crime memes and astrology fun stuff. Yes, we try to we try to keep it fun on there and keep some constant stuff. Uh, we do serial killer. Uh, is it the week or the month? Week. The week. Weekly uh, killer charts uh, available on the on the Instagram. It's like a nice little overview. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of, we are doing obviously we're. <laughs> For those of you who are watching uh, the visual component of this podcast on YouTube, you will notice we are dressed up for Halloween, and it is uh, a happy Halloween episode, so... Very creepy, weird one. So creepy. Um, um, we're giving you guys what you asked for, and today we're going to talk about Albert Fish. So, whoo, get mm-hmm. fucking ready for this one. Um, Yeah. So I didn't go too uh, wide on this one because it's again it's a heavy hitter. There's a lot of information available about mm-hmm. Albert Fish, which is nice. Makes it really easy. I went with my good, reliable best friend Wikipedia for the details here. Um, so kind of claim to fame about this case. His real name wasn't even Albert, which I didn't know. Oh wow. Um, so his name was Hamilton Howard Albert Fish. <laughs> so he's got lots of names. Um, it's, it might be arguably too many names. I don't really know. He doesn't deserve any names. But I can tell you how (laughs) he got that name and it's a really interesting story. Okay. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so he's an American serial killer. Uh, he was a piece of shit. He was a child rapist and a cannibal. So why you guys wanted to hear about him? I mean, I guess because he's going to have a really, probably, hopefully, very interesting chart. But what a dick, you guys. Like, this story uh, was really rough to, to do um, any in-depth reading about. And I cut out some parts because they were just too fucked up. If you'd like to do uh, some yeah. deeper dives, please be my guest. I am only going to give so much. So some of his nicknames were Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, which is kind of fun, mm-hmm. uh, and the Boogeyman. So, he's like the original boogeyman here. Um, He also reportedly bragged that he had children in every state and claimed to have around 100 victims. So, major fucking trigger warning. Uh, Even the mild part is completely fucked. So, (laughs) don't, yeah. Like, it doesn't really stop at any point. It, like, you know, even his young life, like, it's pretty rough, you guys. So, buckle up. I'm going to rush through this. We're really going to, like, do a lot more heavy chart focus this episode just because this story is a lot. So here we go. All right. All right. Albert Fish, young life. He was born in Washington, D.C. in 1870. So this is a long-ass time ago. Um, Fun fact, his father was 43 years older than his mother. So his dad was 75 when he was born. So that's interesting. Um, he was the youngest child, and he had three living siblings. Hmm. So that's an important detail. Uh, and their names were Walter, Annie, and Edwin. So those mm-hmm. are some cute names. I like those mm-hmm. names. So I feel like those names are making a comeback, which is they nice. They are. Um, he asked people to call him Albert instead of Hamilton hmm. for kind of an interesting reason. Uh, Albert was the name of one of his siblings who had died. Uh, so... Very interesting. He wanted that to be his name. Huh. And he spent most of his young life, actually, in an orphanage. Wow. So, not a great start, because, again, this is the orphanage in the fucking 1800s. Yeah. Like, the late 1800s. Like, the conditions, as you can imagine, were probably atrocious. So, um, I'm sure this was not fantastic. Um... His whole family had a history of mental illness. Several of them had been institutionalized or had a serious mental health diagnosis like hallucinations or mania. His mom was severely mentally ill too. So when his dad died, she actually had to put him in the orphanage. Just like she couldn't take care of him. And he was abused uh, pretty frequently. 
And most of the kids there were whipped, so that was pretty oh. hardcore. Um, but apparently, he started to enjoy the abuse, and it was like some masochist mm -hmm. kind of uh, situation. So, um, and that started to like kind of arise around age nine. So, this is an interesting time in development to kind of be associating that pain in like a pleasure sense. Um, but his mother ended up getting him out of the orphanage by the time he was 12. And at this point, he is, you know, puberty hits, and he starts engaging in his very first same-sex relationship. And it was fucking intense as fuck. So you got to remember this, like, 12-year-olds. Mm -hmm. um, so Trigger, this is really, really hardcore. Um, him and his boyfriend enjoyed drinking urine and eating feces. Uh, Albert would go to the public bathhouses and, like, be a fucking creep there and, like, watch other boys get undressed in his spare time. So things are off to an amazing start for him, oh obviously. Um, he really enjoyed harassing women, too, which is kind of random. Mm -hmm. um, he would write fucked up letters to women he found in the classifieds and just, like, harass women. Mm -hmm. Just, like, mail them stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, answer their ads and shit. So this is not uh, going well. All right, next section. That was the young life. Here we go. Uh, getting grosser every day. Grosser every day. <laughs> so uh, when he gets into his later teen years, Albert moves to New York and he becomes a sex worker, as you do. He mainly used this as a way to rape young boys. So he's a total piece of shit. Ooh. And um, his mom set up an arranged marriage for him. So this is like, again, 1800s. So... Uh, he suddenly inherited a wife and six kids, so that's, that's interesting. Huh. Uh, and also she was nine years older than him. So it's like, almost, it feels like he was like another kid in a way in this mm -hmm. dynamic. I don't really know. Uh, he worked as a house painter. He continued molesting children, mostly mm -hmm. boys younger than the age of six, you guys. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. Okay. Later, he says that he became obsessed with sexual mutilation after a visit to the local wax oh. museum. So that's... I don't know what happened on that trip, but uh, it didn't manifest well, we'll just say. Um, he started committing some, like, kind of mild crimes in young adulthood. He was arrested and convicted for grand larceny. Mm -hmm. So some theft. Around age 40, he meets a 19-year-old young man, mm -hmm. and they begin a sadomasochistic relationship. And this young man was uh, confirmed as being what they called intellectually disabled. Ooh. So how the fuck is this consensual is kind of my mm -hmm. um, biggest concern here because like any type of relationship that any person wants to have I feel like it's none of my business I support all mm -hmm. types of relationships as long as it's consensual like mm -hmm. that's what it to me makes it okay like it needs to be consensual so I'm not sure but Albert ends up taking this poor guy to some random old farmhouse and torturing him for several weeks even cutting oh. off his penis and oh. uh, leaving him for dead Whoa. And, like, he said he just never knew what happened to him. Um, and also, Albert, this fucking fucker, is still married. Uh, but his wife leaves him around this time for another man, which was an excellent choice. Like, get the fuck out of there and take your children. Oh, my God. To think there were six kids living mm. with him, like, while he's so, so fucked so up. So terrible. Um, so, like... That's good news, like, for her and the kids, bad news for everyone else, because mm -hmm. uh, whenever he was living by himself, he started having auditory hallucinations. So Ooh. he would apparently, like, wrap himself in a rug and claim to be talking with John the Apostle. So <laughs> it's not going great. He started to self-harm, and it's, like, a really fucking intense way. He was sticking long needles into his body, like, and oh leaving them there. God. Just, like, fucking leaving them there. Um, so, like, in his stomach and, like, in his pelvis. Yeah. Um, prepare yourself because it gets worse. Wow. It gets worse. How? It gets worse. It gets worse. Um, he also hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle. Uh, he inserted wool covered with lighter fluid into his asshole and set it the fuck on fire. So, uh, of course, this continues oh to escalate. 
he becomes obsessed with cannibalism and just starts eating like a fuck ton of raw <sighs> meat. I'm telling you, when I say it like gets wow. worse, it does, and like you don't think it's I'm... almost getting to the point where I'm like, I'm at the limit, you know, mm-hmm. and like everything you say is just kind of like. And this is only what I've included. I left a Going lot ahead. of shit out because it was, so, it was so much. Yeah. That I was like, after is... after I got done, I just sat there like this. <laughs> Like staring at the computer screen, like fucking what just wow. happened to me? Um, Crazy. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go spend time with with the people I love. <laughs> I had to go see my best friend or like one of our really Dang. close friends. Um, shout out to Brittany. <laughs> yeah. uh, she had to. I I went over there. And was like help. Okay, so that was the mild part. All right. Buckle the fuck up. Okay. This piece of shit. Continues to escalate. He is intentionally seeking out marginalized victims who are mentally handicapped or African American because he assumed that they would not be missed, which is fucking horrible. It pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so he mutilated and murdered young children, uh, primarily with a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. By the time he was 54, his delusions were out of control. He was saying that God was telling him to torture and mutilate children. He started, like, luring kids into his house by inviting them in for snacks and sandwiches, which is like, fuck you. What Mm -hmm. a dick. Like, uh, oh, I hate that so much. This is a time where people, like, really trusted their neighbors and Mm -hmm. stuff, too, and, like, oh, I hate it. It's gross. Um, He also started placing ads in the newspaper for workers, which is kind of gacy-ish, um... He ended up killing the younger sister of one of the male workers he hired. Um, And that's kind of what led to him getting caught. Like, he initially wanted to uh, rape and murder Mm -hmm. the young man that he hired. But then he met the younger sister. And that became the target. So it kind of shifted to her. Um, And this is super fucked up. But I had to put some of this in here Mm -hmm. because he actually uh, writes a fucking letter to this little girl's mother. Explaining what he did to her, and I'm going to read some of it. Okay. The whole thing's available if you want to read it. It's really horrible. Um, he do- he also talks about some of his young male victims, and then he uh, goes into detail about her daughter, uh, who was named Grace. Okay, so here we go. Direct direct quotes. Here we go. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet, bought the highest price. John John said stayed. Okay, John stayed so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. Okay, so he's like pretending to be talking about somebody else here. I forgot about that detail. Oh, okay. Like he wrote this letter like I'm my friend's crazed and here's what he did to your child. So he kind of writes it in a, in like third person, but yeah, with a different name. Like with like an alias yeah. kind of like a mm-hmm. character almost. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that detail. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Um, so he's acting like somebody else did this shit. Here we go. First he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except his head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, boiled, broiled, fried, stewed. The little boy was next and went the same way. Now he's going to talk about grace, which is super, super fucking upsetting. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house, and when we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. When I was, when all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her, and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender... Her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have if I wished. She died a virgin. Whoa. 
That was the more mild uh, portion of this letter. I just detached for like most uh-huh. of your, yeah. Most As of that. a parent, like, yeah, I didn't, I yeah, didn't try to relate that. Fucking fucked up. <laughs> I just like, I immediately thought of that. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. um, my child missing and then reading mm-hmm. a letter like that. Like, it's a uh, fucking the sickest thing. Mm-hmm. So now to the next section. Okay. Someone stop this piece of shit. <laughs> so that letter. Yes. That he wrote was delivered in an envelope that had a small hexagon-shaped emblem on it with the letters NYPCBA. And this stood for New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association, which is really (laughs) fucking random. So uh, police, of course, you know, did questioning Mm -hmm. at this company, and a janitor that worked there told them that he had taken some of the stationery home, but he left it at his old house when he moved out. So the cops uh, put two and two together. Mm-hmm. They went to this location and uh, waited outside until Albert came home, and he agreed uh, to go with them for questioning. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, pulls a fucking razor blade on the cops. So oh. he's like cooperative one minute, pulling a razor blade the next. So they arrest him. He never denied killing Grace. He gave them vivid details about it and other murders. Here are a few quotes that really stood out to me of what he said to the cops. So, here we go. Again, this is terrible. We're almost done. We're almost there. All right. Hang in there, you guys. I know this is rough as fuck. Okay. Here, direct quote. I took tools. A good heavy cat of nine tails. Homemade. Short handle. Cut one of my belts in half. Slit these half in six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. Mm-hmm. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, and salt and pepper. It was good. So he's given some fucking recipes. Uh, I don't even know. Conviction. We're just going to keep moving. Yep. (laughs) His mental state was a big focus uh, leading up to the trial. His defense team was hoping that this would work in their favor since he was clearly, like, fucked up. Mm -hmm. A very disturbed individual. He tried to argue that his cannibalism was a form of religious communion, which is garbage. Um, that didn't fucking work. None of the jurors uh, doubted that he was insane, but mm-hmm. ultimately they felt that he should be executed anyway, which... Mm-hmm. Yes, please. I get it. Please, I get yes. that. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes. Get rid of this fucking piece of garbage. Um, so they found him sane, but guilty. That mm-hmm. is a conviction that still is uh, holds today, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Whew, yeah, you can be insane and guilty. So, uh, let's see. The judge ordered the death sentence. Yay! I don't normally say yay, but in this case, I'm very, very pleased. Mm. Uh, he arrived in prison in March of 1935, and he was executed in January of 1936 in the electric chair. He entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m. He was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried in the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery, uh, and he was said to um, have helped the executioner position the electrodes in his body, which is interesting. I'm sure. Um, His last words. I couldn't find his last meal. I fucking tried. I'm very mad I couldn't. Uh, This might have been back in the day before they did that, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this was back in the 1930s. Like, I don't know if they were really doing that for prisoners back then. I don't know. I tried to find the answer. Not sure what that was. Well, hopefully it was a real shitty prison meal. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a piece of bread with mold on it. That's what I fucking know. Um, so his last words were reportedly, I don't even know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Very eerie. Mm-hmm. According to one witness, it took two jolts to kill him. Um, there was also a rumor that the chair was, like, short-circuited because of all the needles that were still in his body, which, uh, that wasn't true, but, like, still is interesting. 
Okay, the end. That was fucking terrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, Y'all wanted that story, okay? It, so it's a story. It's a, it's an intense story. I get it. I totally get I'm it. I'm so glad that it's wow. over. It was not fun to read. Thank you for enduring that. Let's chart this fucking bitch. What a bitch. Okay, so also I have to mention that while she was talking about the story, um, my computer glitched for a half, like a millisecond, right, it, right after she mentioned the sentence. Like it was um, like a direct quote. Was it his last words, or was you it? Said, like, you said you said you were talking. You just finished talking about how he he was pronounced like sane but guilty. Okay. And like that bit and then right as that happened my screen went black for a millisecond and then came back on i have this chart pulled up and that's a wrap and that's it it's just like my computer never does that like maybe if i have too many things open and it's like oh having a problem that it's it's fine like yeah, i wasn't doing anything fine. and it just randomly did that so um it felt weird there might be I feel like, do I need to burn? After, <laughs> after, after this? Yeah. After this, yeah. Which definitely, I should have done it between. <laughs> okay, we'll just get through it while this energy <laughs> is possibly here invading the space. You know? Right. I don't know. He, he does have Uranus on his north node, and Uranus has to do with, like, technology, and that's what he's in. There's in, like, <laughs> the eccentric nature and things like that, and so that is something he's into, so. I don't know. Right, right. And Bolus and Aquarius, like. I'm excited to hear all tacky, about extra tacky. Tech, tacky. Oh, I was like, he he was very. But they didn't tacky. have the technology like this back then. But you you know, even as a spirit, I feel like if he's sticking around, he'd be into the technology stuff. So. Huh. Anyways, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was about to hit record again. And let's. Uh, <laughs> all right, so his chart. Um. We have him for May 19th in 1870. Uh, I don't have a time, uh, but he was born in Washington, D.C. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, his son then is at the end of Taurus. So he's Taurus, Cusping Gemini, which is what the same... As um, Brittany Norwood. Same which as is, our last murderer. Yeah, the uh, Lululemon murder mm -hmm. was our episode two. You can catch that if you missed mm -hmm. it. But yeah, the exact same. They have some other things in common, uh, actually. Cool. They have a, an Aries stellium. With, I'm pretty sure... V, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, they have some other things in common. Um, yeah. So his son is there. And then his moon is in Capricorn, cusping Aquarius, um, and conjunct his no south node, um, which is rough kind of placement to have. And then, uh, you're, you have that placement on your chart. Wait, what is that one Libra. Mean? Uh, moon conjunct south node. I'm talking about it in a second. Okay. And then, uh, we don't have a rising. I was about to talk about his rising. Uh, we also have a death chart, uh, yeah. with an exact time and place, so that's going to be after this natal chart. Component I'm excited for that one, mm -hmm. uh, just because he was so cryptic about, you know, his final words cryptic and everything. Cryptic is such a great word for him. Oh, right. I like cryptic. Write it down. Cryptic. cryptic. Um, so, the sun placement. He has uh, the sun conjunct palace and Jupiter um, right there. So, right away we can see he has this, like, innate nature of... Um, expansion and everything and kind of this excessive such energy uh, hmm. <laughs> like with Jupiter there you just want to um, it can be a lot about personal growth and like expanding yourself and like um, kind of it can almost be like a grandiosity of the self um, but with Pallas also there it kind of makes him really um, keen on like making those harsh decisions those um, kind of like, I was thinking like swords energy about palace. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, having a really difficult decision to make where, you know, there's not a, a good answer. Either way, it's going to be something is, is uncomfortable or, like, bad. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Just between yeah, yeah. a ro rock and a hard place, like, you, uh, double-edged sword kind of situations. And this is just kind of in his nature, so he's going to approach everything with that type of, uh, thinking. Um, and it was like this coldness in just his own personality, but like an expansion of that because Jupiter is also there. 
Um, Expansively and, cold. And then, yeah, kind of, and like decisive. Like if he wants to do something, he's he's gonna like really like. Um, I kind of just got this visual of uh, when you um, eat, like if you edit like music or a video, or if you're looking at like a scale of any kind, um, you kind of like a ruler. Um, you see all the notches, and but you can't see what all the little notches would say, right? Because right, they, right. they only put like the, you know, the half inch and the inch, and like whatever. It's like expanding that, like zooming in on it, um, and then seeing all the little numbers. So like how he, <laughs> this is like really kind of gotten. So he's so his personality, like, is kind of like this like magnifying thing of all these little little details, trying to kind of weigh pros and cons about everything. That's really intense. Uh, I think it, it is kind of intense, and especially in Taurus, like that that there's a sense of self worth and like um, wanting, you know, wanting to. Taurus energy is ultimately here to uh, deal with the material world. Um, for the first time on the chart, so this is people wanting to materialize things that they uh, desire and need in life. Um, so his whole thing is going to be related to making things physical, along with all the other placements he has in Taurus. Um, actually, something really interesting about his chart: the majority of his planets are all in the first quadrant. Um, so Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, like. Almost oh, all of his okay. planets are there. Wow. Um, and asteroids. That's <laughs> um, really interesting. And Lilith. So, it's a lot of that first it's section of life. It's very concentrated. Um, there's a lot, that's a lot, it brings a lot of focus on the self in a really um, kind of childlike per type of perspective. Um, because later in the chart is when you get, um, you know, starting to work how, how working for others feels and how uh, relating to others feels and how relating to the collective of the world feels. But that first section is just like, you know, early childhood type of um, conceptualization, if that makes sense. Wow. Um, and behavior, so. That is very interesting considering <laughs> kind of how he. I mean, and also the uh, focus on young people. Yeah. Uh, and on that <laughs> youth part of life. Uh, it's just really, it's very concentrated again, and it's, it is. It's um, disturbing, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to even think what I want to talk about next. So, there is a quincunx over to Saturn in retrograde at Sagittarius. There's, um, it's one of the few things he has outside of the first quadrant. Um, now, Saturn in Sagittarius, um, is, is kind of like this energy of, you know, obviously Saturn is your structure and your discipline and how um, you have to follow the rules to achieve your goals and there's a lot about steps and doing things the right way and being strategic and um, working within your bounds, um, especially within the physical realm. Um, but Sagittarius is a lot about these like journeys and travels and um, how I'm going to expand on this and... Uh, <laughs> um, having Saturn here kind of creates this um, limitation on how far he can go with things, but also mm. how he methodically approaches um, all these things as if there's no, as if it's endless. You know, like he, he approaches these victims as if he could just do anything. Um, and he doesn't feel like there is a limit to the things he could do. Like when you when he writes that letter, it kind of I feel like that type of mindset really comes through. Yeah. Where he's like, "Well, I could have done this, but I didn't." She died a virgin. You know, like he yeah. he really felt like he could. Um, <laughs> he could take it like as far. He could do as, as much. Possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And having that in retrograde really makes that internalized. Um, and and really. That's a gross He doesn't energy. totally have to work for it the way, yeah, that others might, so. Um, that's, and having that Quinn hunks his son uh, and trying his Lilith, uh, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a, if the Quinn hunks is like a fixation, it's like a fixed 
relation of energy. Um, like, he's not going to be able to escape that in himself. Um, and having it trine Lilith, Lilith is a lot about self-empowerment, but also when you're kind of triggered or like you feel like you're kind of backed into a corner, which he did in his early life when he kind of established his mindset for his life. I yeah. don't feel like he really got too far past that. Um, you know, I don't think there was like a healing process he went through after being in the orphanage, you know? Right. I don't think that anything right. um, was, re was uh, I don't think he was doing any type of inner work to reverse that. Um, so having Lilith being brought up, it whenever he wants to manipulate a situation to his favor, or when he's being kind of aggressive, he does have Lilith in Aries, um, okay. conjunct Taurus, so, or not conjunct Taurus, cusping Taurus. Um, so it's really that aggression type of energy, that fire of Aries mixed with the bringing into the physical of Taurus and having it be really material world, 3D based as well. So. Um, there's a trine there to that Saturn mindset, so it just kind of helps him go, like, uh, uh, <laughs> above and beyond with, um, you know, where, that he could. He, he feels like he could go as far as he wanted with that type of aggressive energy. Um, God, like, there's, there's no limitations or bounds to what he can... Mm -hmm, no bounds. Yeah, no bounds. Fucked up. Okay. Um, also, uh... Trying to his son, he has uh, the moon and his south node. Um, oh, this is the placement you're saying that I have? Or you do. Like right. So similar? generally when your moon is conjunct your south node, it can indicate issues with the mother. It can indicate <laughs> issues with uh, your past and really being emotionally focused on your past. Ah, um, okay. It can, it's a lot of general things this can bring up. Um, and obviously the sign is in will kind of change, so you don't have it in the same sign as him. Um, That's fantastic. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, it can make it where you don't like your internal self. When you have your south node conjunct the sun, it kind of makes you feel like, I don't want to be me. Um, where you, he has it conjunct the moon, so it's kind of like that feeling with your inner self and how you process emotions. Um, like, I, like, I think that kind of has come up, that came up in his last words as well. It's like, I don't even know why I was here. Like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, that's a very, like, moon conjunct south node in Capricorn type of thing. Capricorn <laughs> being about, like, the structure of the world. Um, and issues with the mother. Like, obviously he's got issues with his mother. She yeah. was in the orphanage and then she got him out. So I think that's that kind of trine to the sun. Um, another way that manifested in his life. But also, there's a whole, it's a huge issue with, with the mother. Having, you know, having him put there at all. Um, and then uh, the thing is, mm -hmm. because obviously, like, she was mentally ill and having hallucinations mm -hmm. while he was in there. Uh, I'm sure mental health care, we're talking the fucking 1920s and 1930s. Mm -hmm. Mental health care was not great. So I highly doubt that she was fully rehabilitated and stable oh, and medicated properly. <laughs> so I don't, you know, and he's already engaging in, like... Mm -hmm pee poop fantasy mm -hmm. party time by the time he's 12 fucking years old so mm -hmm. i don't feel like his mother was able to uh provide any solid structure this mm -hmm. is based totally off of just assumption but it doesn't seem like when she um got out of an institution mm -hmm. that she was ever able to like no play a meaningful or like helpful right role. and the institution so, in a way also became a mother to him correct, having that yeah. moon in capricorn so a lot of his feelings oh my gosh yeah yeah um capricorn structure exactly. institutions um wow like also kind of like not legalities but like the governmental structure can also be thrown in with capricorn uh energy and that's why right now with all of the the things coming up in government and the transits all going through Capricorn have been huge and major, especially Pluto going through Capricorn. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so, with this moon here, it, it, he, moon and Capricorn people also can have a hard time accessing their emotions and that empathy feeling. Mm -hmm. um, not always, it kind of depends on where their placements are, but uh, especially with this conjunct the south node and like, 
you know, I'm sure when he was younger, this shows more emotion coming through in his younger life than in his older life. Yeah. Um, even though his North Node is then in Cancer, which is a lot about emotion. Oh, wow, um, okay. It becomes, it's conjunct Uranus, which makes it so much more erratic and sporadic and individualized. Like, it's not, um, it's, it's a really quirky, like, electric type of energy in that water. Um, so it's not like a, a nice flow of water, it's, a, it's almost... Um, actually, it's funny he died by electrocution. <laughs> yeah, you said electric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and back to what I was saying about the moon and Capricorn. Um, it can almost feel like your emotions are buried uh, in, like, a treasure chest at the bottom of the ocean. Like, like you'd have to, like, swim all the way there and find the right spot and, like, dig it up and open the chest. And it's kind of just, like... It's a lot of work. A lot of work to, like, get there. And, like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... Is not easy access. Like, you're not really, like, chilling in that energy. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it can feel like work to get to your feelings. Um, so he's already got all of that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a quintum over to Ceres in Gemini. Um, that can show your foundation for love and your self-love and how you feel comforted. Um, and with that quintunx over there to Gemini, that shows, like, there is a... Um, thick shape. It can also relate how your mother was um, and having it connecting to his moon sign. I would like say that's definitely happening here. Um, where he's almost fixed in his mother's um, lack of care for him, lack okay. of comfort, nurturing. Um, there's not, he's, there's, he's emotionally stuck with that. Um, and stuck in how he felt comforted in the institution. And you know what, like, okay, this is also wild to, like, Mm -hmm. kind of put this in here, but with the institution, with kind of, like, the sternness, the strictness, Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, the Capricorn, and then they used punishment, Mm -hmm. and punishment became a rewarding feeling Mm -hmm. for him, and I'm, like, it's kind of, like, ties into all of how he internalized all of this during such a critical point in development, Mm -hmm. and, like, relating that to a stable... Like, I feel stable when this is happening. Right. And that quincunx shows a lot of that to her series. That's, like, really what I was thinking, too. Okay. Um, And, you know, the moon moves pretty quick, so, like, it's not like everybody born around this time was going to have the same placement at all, so. Um, So, on his moon, he also has a square over to that little placement, so it's, there's a conflict with how he wants to, like I mentioned, that Lilith energy presenting earlier mm-hmm. um as emotions come up for him it's going to create this internal conflict between that and the lilith energy coming through so there's um the again there's not a lot of healing going on with him so it, it's definitely part of him getting aggressive and, and making that um those internal thoughts like uh, actualized um and him acting up off of those feelings. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It's I know. awful. It's so fucking awful. Um, I wish we knew his rising. I know, me too. Do you have any guesses, like, on what you, like... Maybe if, you, if I saw him, because some of your rising shows through in your face. Ooh, you don't want to see... He's gross. Or is he gross? I mean, I guess he I'm going to see him when I post... Um, yeah, I guess he just looks like an old guy. I guess it's like, if you didn't know... Mm-hmm. But we do know, so I can't... Yeah, I guess he just looks like an old guy. I don't know. Just looks like an old guy. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I want to, like, hear your thoughts on it after you see what he looks like. Maybe on Patreon. Yeah, we'll look at a picture, and then... I'll try uh, to guess his rising on Patreon. Okay, yeah, so if you're not um, already on our Patreon, we've got some good content on there, so check it out. We're doing uh, bonus content for every episode on our Patreon. We are. You could get on there. Yeah, get on there. That's cool. Okay, uh, anyway... Um, also with that moon in Capricorn, I can feel some kind of, some of that arranged marriage situation. Oh, yeah. Um, I almost forgot mm-hmm. about the fucking arranged marriage. I made marriage. a note. God. Mm-hmm. But among all the other things, like, that detail got so lost for me. Like, very, <laughs> like, that was, 
it was overshadowed by like the 900 horrible things mm-hmm. he did. So. And having that relate to the mother setting up the arranged marriage and getting like, oh, I forgot that she that. did yes. some of that. I'm glad that you remember more uh-huh. about that than me because I kind of dissociated <laughs> during that story because it was awful. You're good. Uh. Um, <laughs> this robot going through it. Oh, uh. man. So, what else do I want to talk about next? There's so much here. So yeah, you're talking about basically doing like shadow type mm-hmm. readings. Like. Well, I want to. Okay, I want to focus on this Aries thing he's got going on. Okay. So, in Aries, the first thing um, from his on his chart from the start from Aries, since we don't have a rising start from uh, start from Aries here, so we have um, let's see, Vesta and Chiron conjunct. Um, and Vesta is what you're devoted to in life. It's a lot about how you um, find your kind of morals in life as well. I've kind of picked up that um, since that's what you're so devoted to, it can determine how, how you weigh okay. things like in Like your life. value yeah. system, your internal value system. Yes. Uh, it can also show interest and it's all of that. So having this conjunct Chiron, which is about vulnerability like and trauma. trauma. Oh no! <laughs> um, he's so devoted he's, to his trauma. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, entirely. Um, and there's a quin, there's a quintile from that over to his south node and moon, which I was just talking about, uh, which is where I kind of wanted to branch over here. Um, so all of that we were saying, how he uh, tie, emotionally tied to that institutionalism, um, is is repeated it's it's a quintile is like a creative aspect so it's like <laughs> it's like that emotional connection to the institution um made him like creatively think on his uh his own morals and his own personal traumas and vulnerabilities and he's just kind of creating off of that energy if that makes sense I there's also it. another quintile over to his mercury <laughs> Which is in Gemini. Um, and having that quintile there as well makes him creatively think and plan and communicate on this too. Uh, so he's not really afraid to like talk about it. Like, you, no, like he obviously doesn't. made friends and did these things with people as well. And so it's, um, it's not like this deep, dark secret he didn't want to talk about. This was something he was like, yeah, you know, Gemini is chatty and uh, Mercury rules Gemini. Like, this is, he's like, because even at the police, he was just like, yeah, here's what mm-hmm. I did. And he liked mm-hmm. writing the letters about it. Like, he enjoyed Especially discussing writing it. D- genuine communication. That's yeah. coming through for him. Yeah. Um, and this was at a time where that was the best way to get something out publicly. Because, mm-hmm. like, pho- I don't even know phones. <laughs> Actually, no. Phones were invented in 1876. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why do you know that? Because it's uh, in a Reba McIntyre song. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All anyway, right. I love it. Ruba teaches me history. It's, it's fine. Dang. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You asked. I did. I'm glad that I asked. I could have, like, seemed really intelligent for a minute. I'm like, wow. Well, she's such a what history about typewriter. What about, <laughs> you know, those, I'm not The great. cotton gin. Uh, Eli Whitney. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay. In some year that was prior to 1876. I feel like Eli Whitney's kind of a cool name. It really is. I'm feeling it right now. All right. Eli's a good name. If you're going to have a son, consider Eli. Mm-hmm. Consider I knew a girl named Ely, too. E L Y. I thought that was a cool name. Ely, if you're listening, I like your name. <laughs> hey, that's cute. All right, okay. so. Here we go. Um, <laughs> next, really on, next in Aries, he has his Venus. I was going to ask where his Venus placement was, but I had a feeling you were going to get there, so I tried to just be really patient, but I impatiently wanted to ask that, like, probably 10 minutes ago. Probably 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I was like, where is Venus? It, like, popped into my mind, and I was curious. So more Aries energy. He's got a lot of fire going on. (laughs) does. Fire. Fire burning on the Venus floor. Uh Uh-huh. So, I wanted to pull this up. So when Venus is in Aries, um... It's a more aggressive, like, fresh, outspoken, lively type of relationship and value energy. So it, okay. it again, helps to determine what you value, what you find worthy in life, um, what you like looking at, um, where you feel that kind of loving energy coming through, um, 
can also show like how you want to deal with like partnerships and people relationships like not even just romantic ones like friendships and stuff okay. like that um a lot of you know you can be a lot more brash in these relationships mm-hmm. uh impetuous actions um you know he's gonna be a lot more likely to act out of this heightened like bold and fiery feeling of independence um out of priority on this independence though it it you can expect acts of courage in his interpretation of what would be courageous and strength okay. to come through um also he, he might not but he might not hold um, emotional grudges as much <laughs> okay <laughs> um i mean i guess that's possible but his mars is in taurus so maybe a little bit more than uh, anyways um, let's see, you know, he, he has this want for, like, a thrill, that enthusiastic energy, um, so you can, I also kind of picked up on that on the way he wrote the things that he did. He's very people. excited about it. Yeah, he yeah, was, he, he was, it was a thrill, you know, it was, there was something fun about it to him, like, mm-hmm. like, it was almost like a game, like, oh, I hid in the closet until she came in, and like, Ew, like, yeah. that's not how... Everyone would approach that situation. That's that. That's that yeah, Venus and Aries. That up. Aries stellium coming up. Ew. Like, oh, we're gonna make this playful. Yeah, he was like, oh, um, she's out there picking wildflowers. I called her through mm-hmm. the window, and then I hid in the closet. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's Aries ew, energy. Ew, ew. <laughs> um, God, it's grosser. It's like, it's like an activity, grosser. like a physical activity, but a risk. They, you know, Aries wants that risk taking. You know, that like compelling kind of. Um, like stuntman type of want, like stuntman. Um, <laughs> that st- that initiation energy, that starting of projects, and all of that. Interesting. Um, so that's just you know some of that Venus Aries energy. It's gonna be something that he wants more in life. Um, he also has Neptune next in Aries. Next up in Aries, we have Neptune. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. At twenty degrees, uh, forty-one seconds. Um. Neptune in Aries, it's it's a lot of that again, brash energy coming through in his dreams and intuition, mm-hmm. um, that kind of subconsciously dreamy space in his mind. Um, so you can like you're literally fantasy. dreaming and fantasizing okay. about um, that physical physicality, aggression, warrior type of energy that we've been talking about. Um, and there is a squares. There's squares from his Neptune over to his life path. Um, north and south node and internal, so his moon and Uranus, since those are conjunct the north and south node. Um, and this brings a lot of his main, um, you know, there's something square in the nodes. It's kind of like, that's like your story arc in a way for your life, like your destiny. Yeah. Um, it almost kind of visually looks like that on the chart too. Um, so this is one of your main life challenges and like conflicts that you go through in your life okay that makes sense okay um so you have this main challenge that you're going through and generally you do go through it and like um become at peace with it at the end uh if you acknowledge it at all i don't know if he is or not Uh, this would be about him dealing with the difficulty of his um, aggressive delusions and things like that. That's not, that's not great. No. Okay. Uh, but that's like an overarching theme of his life. And when you look at the story of his life, that really is how it comes through. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, big indicator of how he's going through his life. Um, his destiny. His destiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And next we have Lilith there, which we already talked about. Um, yes, so oh, hilarious. also from Uranus, or also from Neptune. We're, there's a sextile over to Mercury, which again indicates more strategizing and planning and thinking and communicating, <laughs> communicating the delusions. Uh. Um, moving into Taurus, we have uh, Juno right there at first. Um, there is a quintile, a creative aspect. Um, between Juno, what you're committed to, what he's committed to, um, to Uranus and his North Node. So he's really committed 
to materializing and getting what he wants with um, where he's going in life. You know, like with that Uranus energy uh, and moving forward with his life, kind of. Um, mm. Let's see. <laughs> he's, he's very committed to what he's going to do. Uh, I hate it so much. And it seems like he had good follow through with everything he did. Taurus was generally kind of does. Yeah. You know, it's that steadfast, like, I'm going to keep, keep, keep this going. Yeah. Um, and then next, go for weeks at a time, which is like that's some like patience. He had like a lot of patience. And that also comes through with um, conjunct this placement is Mars <laughs> in Taurus. Um, so Mars is the is the ruler of Aries. Um, so again, that energy coming through that like where he finds that inner fire in himself and that motivation, especially motivation to make something physical and materialize, being a Taurus especially. Um, kind of what like turns him on gets him going or like makes him want to do something passion um is is of taurus which is him getting the material of what he wants um it also makes him approach those getting those things in that steadfast nature that patience that you're just talking about yeah. he's very committed to doing that with juno there very committed <sighs> to doing that um and right there with it is uh pluto <laughs> at 17 degrees Taurus. Um, and Pluto, with the, with all of this going on, um, creates a... I'm trying to think of how I'm going to phrase it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know how you're talking about how he... Um, he was, like, sexualizing some of this stuff as well. So, like, he kind of right. gets, like, fired up about the power dynamic. Right. As well. So there's definitely a sexual component because it's like mm -hmm. he enjoys being punished, but he also mm -hmm. starts to like enjoy more so being in control. Like he kind of seems to enjoy the sadist and the masochist like, yes. type of role mm -hmm. because it seems like that's he's that's, into both. But that's what gets him motivated. Later in and life, he flips more to mm -hmm. the sadist role yes. in it, and like the one that is like the mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. The Dom, you know, if we're talking that type of, like, right. BDSM lifestyle, mm -hmm. which he did engage in, so... Yeah, unconsensually. Yeah. It, it sounds very unconsensual, um, especially with that 19-year-old that was, like, you know, uh, considered not completely mentally... Uh, right. You and know, you know, he, he would target capacity. people that he knew that he could have the power over right. and things like that. So, right. you know, Pluto... He wasn't taking a submissive role in those relationships. No. And also so. that... That um, interest in death in general firing him up. You know, Pluto is literally death. It's it's death and rebirth, change, like uh, transitions, transformations, mm -hmm. um, things like that. And having that be so physical in Taurus is um, really telling. Um, let's see, I had a note on that. Was there anything else? Uh, and that ruthlessness, because Pluto is pretty ruthless. He's uh, so there's... He's ruthless in his actions. He's like drinking blood of children. It's mm -hmm. fucked up. It is very aggressive, physical. Uh, really playing into those those dreams he's having and how he feels emotionally connected in life and and where he's emotionally based. Mm. Um, uh, it's a lot. There's a square <laughs> over to Pholus, which makes a conflict between that and how. Um, extra it can get, like out of control it can get. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. He definitely and, uh, gets out of control. <laughs> yeah, he gets out of control on a broad scale in Aquarius. And, um, um, next in Taurus is Pallas, which I mentioned when we were talking about his sun sign, and then his sun is right there um, as well at the end. Um, enter entering Gemini, he has Jupiter, which I mentioned. That um, can also bring out an expansion of that Gemini energy of uh, focusing, you know, being able to multitask and think about a bunch of different things and um, communicate about a bunch of different things, having that kind of two-faced type of thing going on, mm -hmm. um, being able to, like, um, be, like, compel different people um, and play into different, by playing into different parts of your personality with different people. Right, he was able um, to, like, manipulate mm -hmm. small children. I'm sure yeah. that he was manipulating other adults because mm -hmm. people weren't necessarily 
looking at him going, stay away from that guy. He's a fucking creep. You know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah. was, like, really putting out the fucking red flag alert. Like, don't hang out with that guy. Like, you know? And, uh-huh. like, small children were like, oh, okay, he's mm-hmm. going to make me a sandwich. Yeah. Like, I, so, you yeah. Know, I mean, Gemini can be fun-loving, you know? You like, so can Aries, that kind of playful type of energy that's there as well. So gross. Um, oh, God. Um, and then Gemini, or Mercury there. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, Sari's there, like I said, and then moving into Cancer, we see his North Node in Uranus. Um, going all the way around up to Sagittarius is that Saturn placement. Capricorn has South Node in Moon and Bolus in Aquarius. Um, that's everything on his chart. Wow, you did the whole thing. Uh, I, there's some aspects here and there I probably missed, but like. That was a really uh, thorough chart. Like, yeah, so. Woo! <laughs> um, really, they're just. Very, he's very cryptic and delusioned and willing to act on it. He want to do his death chart? Yes. Yep, and we're going to do death chart now. Woohoo! I'm enjoying, like, the extra chart stuff. Chart, 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 chart. Chart, chart, chart. <laughs> chart. chart. I love, I really love the chart. Charts. Charts. It's... <laughs> which is um again like that that all of this is that's moon moves quickly um so that's not by coincidence um and having him confront the conflict of his own emotional self in that moment when he died um i think that really comes through like i said with his last words Mm -hmm. and that comes through again confirmed with those last words Mm -hmm. um and those difficult type of decisions that he made in his life those um, palace type decisions. There's palace right on the moon when he died. Uh, or the moon was right on palace, I guess, when he died. You might want to say it that way. Um, so confronting that nature in himself since he has palace conjunct his son, like I said at the beginning. I know I've said a lot, so I'm trying to kind I'm of... loving it, though. Um, and then saying, having said that, there's a quincunx from palace um, on his death to palace on his natal. Um, so it's fixed. He's stuck in that energy there. Um, it makes me kind of wonder how like spirits like if if you're entering this world. <laughs> this is a yes. Whole let's go down the rabbit hole. If yes. you're enter, entering this world through your natal chart, okay. and you take on the energy of the moment you were born, essentially, and then as above, so below, those skies reflect that, right? Mm-hmm. So take going on with that thought. If you leave this world you're starting if you believe that you start another type of life or another type of form after that so your death chart would be your the birth of your spirit chart right your ghost chart your ghost chart. you know it's kind of like a ghost natal chart you know kind of makes me think like already is he uh and and people talk about how spirits uh stick around that had a traumatic death Mm -hmm. it's almost like that they're they were stuck with that energy as a ghost so like maybe if he's still a ghost hanging out, um, these are the things that he's stuck these are with. His ghost, ghost challenges. His ghost challenges. His ghost life. I hope it's fucking hard. Ghost life challenges look really difficult. Good. So. That's as they should be. <laughs> Good. I would be really pissed if he had like this glorious ghost life. Like, go fuck yourself. Okay, anyway. Um, you know, it, there is a try not to so he, he might kind get of a good ghost life. learn to deal with some of what that foundation for love issue he has going on, but Anyways, um, back to his death, or ghost his birth ghost chart. chart. That's hilarious, um, I love that. <laughs> thanks for going down that uh, thought process with me. Just, I like it. I think it's good. Okay, Okay. so, um, the sun when he was born was conjunct his moon. Like, it was right there. Um, so, the sun was in Capricorn right where his, his moon is. Um, so it was almost like he had to face, like, there was, whenever the, where the sun is in transit on your chart, it's like a spotlight being shine, shining on, shone? Shone. 
shoot. <laughs> the spotlight was shooting. There's down. a spotlight shining on that part of your chart, um, and like illuminating that and bringing focus to that. <laughs> um, so there's bring there's a lot of he's literally having to face and bring a spotlight to his internal self and his emotions and how all of that affected his life. Um, and again, a square over to the moon from that because it's conjunct the moon. Um, emotionally having to deal with it and confront it. Um, and a square also being to Lilith, which is where I feel a lot of uh, that um, initiation of making of taking those making those thoughts physical came from. Um, you know, getting aggressive, uh, <laughs> like he again him facing that challenge of his life. <laughs> um, let's see, he's terrible. Uh huh. I don't like him at all. <laughs> Alright. Let's see what else on here. What else His sucks? north and south node are flipped. So, hmm. on here, so his uh, south node is in Capricorn, and that's where the north node was when he was born. And vice versa. So his north node is in Cancer, and, and when he died is when the south node was in Cancer. Interesting. Uh-huh. So his life path, like, flipped with his death. It's really interesting. Um, so it's almost like if you were going to, into this kind of ghost realm, it's like he has to like go back and do a, and redo everything backwards, like go back and review everything he did in um, his his life, his life in review. He's yeah. got to watch a fucking it's kind of like undoing, it's almost like undoing it. it all. Yeah. Kind of, uh, anyways, um, <sighs> what else do I want to mention on here? Green chart. Dead chart. Keeps time out. Oh no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope it's not anything creepy happening to it. Oh, the veil is thin now. The veil is thin. Yeah, it is. Alright, there's Lilith transit. The death chart Lilith is trying uh, his moon and the death sun and his natal sun. Um, breaking this grand trine. Uh, so again, like, it's it's, it's like this um, empowerment of the others coming through, uh, being in Libra. Um, I feel like I'm just saying a lot of things. Are you, is it making sense? I mean, I the trine is like the energy's flowing really mm -hmm. well between yes. these energies. Yes. Okay. So I feel like I know things sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm like, do I? When you quiz me, I'm like, you know, maybe I don't know stuff. But I, I feel like I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I do-ish. I'm getting so much... More educated as we you go. You are getting so educated. I know. It's like oh, one day I will. I will know all things <laughs> eventually. Someday, maybe. Someday. Okay. Anyway. Let's see. Do you have any questions? I mean, I guess it's just. He's so fucking horrible. Like, what would you say is the worst thing for him at his death? Like, was there anything that he, like, what was his biggest pain point? Can you see anything that's just like a, I mean, I, I guess maybe it was facing. Absolutely. Yeah, what, everything I just said, I feel okay. like, is, is really tied into that. And he, he really just had to face everything that he did internally. Mm -hmm. um, like, those are major squares and reversals that I mentioned. Like, so that does seem I don't like even know how painful. to make that sound or... I don't know how to make that sound as, like, important as that is. Like, I to have like, it show up like that is really insane. And he also has the sun in the eighth house, the death house of uh, his death chart. So okay. it's, I thought that was really interesting as well. Um, it's literally him, like, the death of himself in that moment. Um, and the houses change every minute. So for that to be in the eighth wow. house is... Very clear. <laughs> like, I honestly, I just want to know and make sure that he uh, definitely suffered a lot. Like, that's, I want to, like, make sure that he... I feel like his soul suffered. Okay, that's what I want yeah. to happen yeah. because that's what he deserves because his crimes were so fucking fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, that was really my main question is kind of, like, what was his biggest, like, suffer moment? Because uh -huh. let's just focus on that. <laughs> Um, Pluto is actually also conjunct with North Node. Um, Pluto, again, being death. 
transformation, North Node being where you're going in life, that, um, I mean, not that we're not all headed towards death, but him being the nature of his death, right. uh, being indicated by that ruthless Pluto energy of, like, getting rid of all that does not serve. <laughs> he did not serve uh, anyone. I'm so glad that he was uh, gotten rid of. Mm -hmm. Good job, society. Like, good job, 1930s society. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of other fucking horrible things going on back then. Mm -hmm. This was a good thing, executing this fucking I'm glad asshole. that he was ex executed. Yeah. Thank um, goodness. I, I'm I glad he was caught. And caught, and oh, this is just so terrible. Because oh, a lot God. of these types of crimes that were happening around this particular time frame mm -hmm. were unsolved. And, like, this is definitively, uh, like, these crimes have been attributed to him. And he definitely uh, is was gotten rid of, and mm -hmm. that's fucking good. But it's still really horrible. So, is there anything else you have on his chart? Um, uh, Vesta wasn't Pisces at the time. It was about to conjunct his Vesta in Aries. It was at the end of Pisces. Um, I was just looking at that and thinking about how when Vesta is in, passing through a sign, it kind of makes you more. Um, Kind of more devoted to that energy at that time, um, okay. lesser way than your natal Vesta, but it kind of gives you this air of wondering and being um, really in tune with whatever sign Vesta is going through at the moment. Um, and being in Pisces is a lot about your ethereal soul type of journey, um, okay. so uh, more contemplating about his role in life in general um, and get, feeling like. This is just such a vast experience, like purpose. Why? <laughs> I don't even thing. know why I'm here. Uh -huh. yeah, once yeah. again, that's more of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, just seeing a lot of things reflected like that on that on this chart. So uh, if any of you feel like pulling this up, it's it's pretty easy if you just look up Albert Fish uh, death. It, all the information's there for you to plug in. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, and even though I couldn't find his last meal, I hope his last meal was a bag of dicks because he <laughs> fucking sucks and I hate him so much. Actually, he probably would have enjoyed that. So no, never mind. He does not get in. No dicks for him. <laughs> um, so well, Speaking of last words, we're going to do a quick little video for you guys oh. about people's last words. We right? are. Yep. We are going to do that. Uh, we are. It'll be a Patreon. Mm -hmm. We're doing a bunch of cool shit on Patreon. You're not there check us out you can also find us on instagram at dark alignment mm -hmm. you can find me at, at brit underscore oakley on dark alignment um, at aruka rose on me. instagram i think i said on dark alignment which i am but <laughs> that was also my instagram handle so you, you know what we're saying you know what i'm trying you know what to we're say saying. like bear with me and now that you're all very severely traumatized you guys chose that story. I feel like maybe we should do more polls and, like, let you guys tell us what you want to hear. Like, mm -hmm. we'll give you some choices. So check us out. Stay connected with us. Uh, continue to love yourselves mm -hmm. and keep being super fucking awesome. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, and uh, be spooky. <laughs> let us know if you're on YouTube in the comments what you're what you're dressing up for this year. Yes. What, what are you going to be? dressing up as. Yeah. Yeah. Tag us in your fucking Halloween shit and... We'll, we'll if you're going to dress up like we a will love it. we'll share it on our shit. So, mm -hmm. all right. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Out. Bye.